Praise the Lord. Set your mind where? On things above. Amen. Let's welcome Terry. You have anything left in you, Terry? I mean, I know you gave out a little bit. Is there any other blessing that you have in store for us? Let's welcome her as she comes. Amen. God bless you. Wow. Uh, I want to ask you a question before I get started this morning. Uh, this is a month of prayer, and, and I've come to pray with you and pray for you. Uh, so I want to know right now, so I'll know how to flow. Uh, if we go over a little bit, are you going to be okay with that? Okay. If, tell me now if you're not, you know, if, you, if you're going to miss the buffet or something, you know. Okay. Now, I, I'm not saying I'm, we're going to go over, but I just want to, I, want, I don't want to feel like, you know. Okay, we, we good? We're good. Praise God. Praise God. Well, Father, uh, it's in the name of Jesus that we come before your throne. It's a new year, Lord, and it's already started with a bang, Father. It was wars and rumors of wars, Father. All kind of threats and all kind of terror just all around us, Lord. So, Father, but we know, Father, that we have the victory through Christ Jesus. We know that we're under the blood of Jesus, under your divine protection. But, Father, Lord, if the nation goes down, saved or not, we're going down with it. So we have to pray for our nation, pray for families, pray for those around us. Because that's our job. That's the job of the church. The job of the church is to offset all the attacks of Satan, everything that he comes against us with in our culture, everything he comes in our government, everything he comes in marriage and homes. The church, believers, are supposed to stand up against that. Where are you, church? Where have you gone that you've let our children uh, indulge in some of the things that they're indulging in now? That would have never happened. I was watching a movie, uh, um, the ja I think it was a Jackie Robinson story, and uh, what was the guy who was over the, uh, the New York Dodgers, the Brooklyn Dodgers? Yeah, Brian Trucky. Uh, his coach, whoever the coach was at that time, um, uh, um, he was talking about divorcing his wife. And I don't know if you saw the movie or not, but the head of the Catholic Church came and said, we're not going to have any divorces. No one will come to the, Do the Dodgers game. Does anybody remember that? No one will come. He's, my church will not come. To, if you let this divorced man who hasn't had an affair with another woman be over your baseball team. And they sat him down. Yeah, for a whole year. You remember that? The whole year. Because of his moral situation. There was a time that if a radio station tried to play certain music, the church would go to that radio station and say, you're not going to play this for our children, okay? We will boycott you. We will make sure that your sponsors will leave you if you do this. We will not have our children. And all of a sudden, the church has gone dark. It's gone, it's gone dark. It's gone silent. And that's not what God has intended. And you know what? When we are silent... When we are accused of standing on the word and being, uh, what do they call it, phobic because we stand on the word of God, that we believe the word of God, then, hey, the enemy will take over. So we, I've come to challenge you to pray today, to pray today. So my assignment today that the Lord has given me is to help you understand what happens when you pray. What is the process? 
Because if you understand the process of prayer and what really happens in the spirit realm when we pray, I really believe I'm convinced and persuaded that you will pray differently, that you will pray harder when you understand the reality of it. So I want you to go with me first, Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that the words are written herein will be lifted from the pages, ride on the wings of the Holy Spirit, and find a permanent dwelling place in the heart of every believer. We thank you, Lord. We thank you right now, Lord, that every home, every household that is represented in this sanctuary will become a sanctuary in itself for their entire family, that it will be the, become the prayer center, it will become the healing center, the delivering center, the, uh, the every need will be met because of the prayer altar that you have established in your household. I thank you right now, Lord, that altars, new altars are going to be established from this place that will impact their, their neighborhood, their families, their community, their jobs, their, every, their businesses, everything around them will be impacted by their new understanding and their deeper understanding of prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. So uh, I want you to go with me to Colossians 2, and, and our dear sister, um, Pat, is that Pat that was reading? Bindi. Huh? Bindi. Bindi, okay, all right. Who's Pat? Where's Pat? I'm, I'm, I got the wrong person? No. So Pat could pray for me the last time that I was here. I don't know if she, she, was, she was in the kitchen. I think she works in the kitchen. Patricia? Okay, I know I'm not crazy. Okay. <laughs> Patricia. Uh, the book of Colossians, and that's the New Testament right behind Philippians. Amen. And it reads thusly. Are you there with me? When you say, when you get there, say, I'm ready for the word. Ready for the word. Ready for the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Colossians says this. Chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. It says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. It says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart. Say set. I want you to underline. Yeah. Set your heart. Don't, don't be visiting in and out. It says, set your heart on things that are above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And then it says, not only set your heart on things of God, but it says, set your mind on things above not on earthly things. Set your heart, set your mind on what is above you. What does it mean to set your heart and to set your mind? Well, yesterday, uh, uh, my husband was uh, um, watching the San Francisco um, and uh, play, playing against the Minnesota Vikings, I believe was it, okay? And I was, I was in the other room because I was getting ready for today, actually, okay? And I'm hearing, yes! You go, boy! That's what I'm, oh, no! And I'm like, what is going on? So I wanted to tell him some things, but I said, it's no point in even going in the room to tell him what I have to tell him, because his mind is set. You know, he is totally engaged in what he's engaged in. So I had to wait for a break for a commercial running real quick. I said, Charles, such and such and such. Oh, okay. And honey, when that, the game is back on, his mind went set. 
God said, would you just set your mind so that you, 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 you're not open to distractions so that people can hear you in another room? Yes! You know what I mean? I know that's right, God. You know, uh, set your mind because wherever your heart is, wherever your heart goes, whatever is in your heart, whatever you love, amen? Uh, uh, whatever your, your mind is set on, your emotions or your heart will follow. Yeah. And whatever you set your heart on, uh, have you ever seen a young person uh, falling in love and you try to talk to them about something else? They are gone, okay? <laughs> Mindset, okay? If you're not talking about Susie, or you can be saying, you know, oh, isn't that a nice... Uh, dress over there? Yeah, Susie has a dress like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was thinking about going to the movies. You want to go? Yeah, let me call and see if Susie wants to go. You know what I mean? Because their mind is set. You understand what I'm saying? It says when you set your heart on something, that your thought life will follow. And so the writer is saying, don't just visit. Don't just pass through. I need my people to set their minds on things that are above. Now, the question is, uh, okay, before I want to go... I want to answer another question. It says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. You have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. The Bible says that through salvation, through born again, you were dead in your sins, but you have been raised with Christ to life. You are born again. He says, since you have been born again, set your heart on what you've been born of and what you've been born from. Okay? Now, he says, you have been raised with Christ. Now, watch this. It says in Ephesians 2 and 6, it says, and God raised up Christ. Now, he just said, you have been raised with Christ, right? In Colossians, you got that part? You have been raised with Christ. And then in Ephesians, it says, and God has raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in, heavenly, in the heavenly realm, in Christ Jesus. Not only have you been raised with Christ, but it says that at, in Ephesians that God raised us up with Christ because remember Jesus Christ was the first from the dead. He died on the cross. He was raised again. He was the first to be raised. And then when we accepted Jesus Christ, we became raised with him into a new life. And it says, let me tell you what happens when you were raised. This has nothing to do with your flesh, with your legs, your eyes. I'm talking about the spirit that's in you. Something inside of you has come alive. It has been raised through salvation. And guess what happens to that spirit that has been raised up in you? Ephesians 2 and 5 says, you have been raised up with Christ and you are seated with him in the heavenly realm in Christ Jesus. So as Jesus sits in heavenly places as our intercessors, the Bible says that in the spirit realm we are seated with him in heaven. Now you may not see yourself. You just see yourself down here dealing with all kind of crazy stuff. But if you have been born again, if you are a believer, if you have been raised from the death of your sins and you are born again into the belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, then that spirit, that part of you that cannot see, guess where it is? It's not down here in the earth realm. Only a part of you is down here. Your body is down here, but your new man, guess where it is? It is in heavenly places, seated 
in Christ Jesus. And where is Christ Jesus seated next to? He is seated next to the Father in heavenly places. So you have to understand, while your man, your old man, is down here struggling and warring and whatnot, there is another part of you because you are what? Body, soul, and spirit. So your spirit man, that part of you that's going to live after your body dies and goes in the ground, that spirit right now, once you've been born again, you are hooked up with Jesus. You are right next to the Father. That spirit is in heaven next to God. And that's what the devil does not want you to know. He wants to think that the whole of you is all down here warring and fighting and going through changes and feeling defeated and struggling with addictions and all kind of behavior and with crazy people and all kind of situations. But guess what? There's another part of you. When you are born again, that's not caught up in this. You're a part of you that is far above all principalities, powers, and rulers, seated in the, right, in, in the presence of God in, in Christ Jesus, far above principalities, powers, and rulers. The only way that the devil can get to you is that when your spirit man leaves that seat and comes down and tries to fight in the flesh. I know that was a lot for you to get. That's a lot, huh? That's a lot, I know. He wants you not to trust God. He wants you to just not be ruled by your spirit. He wants you to be ruled by your flesh and say, you know what? He called me a name. I'm punching him in the face. You understand what I mean? We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. If he called you a name, the devil in him, the spirit in him wanted to disturb the spirit in you. He's challenging that spirit that is seated in Christ to come down from your position in heaven and fight him in the flesh. Because then he's got you. Because he knows that you don't have any power in the flesh. All your power is in the spirit. And that's why God says, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who despitefully good. He said, that's how you win. Because when you bless somebody that's cursing you, the Bible says, let him who curse, let the curse come upon him. Let him who bless, let the bless come back to him. See, that's just how we fight in the spirit. We say good things. We do good things because we don't want to get in our flesh and, and baby, you didn't do that. And baby, you didn't that. And baby, when you can get a job? And honey, I'm sick of this. And honey, you did that. That's your flesh. Yeah. But when you get on your knees... And I told my husband, I said, you know what? I don't want you to do such and such. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went in there. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I called on my spirit man. Okay? I said, I'm not wrestling with him down here. I'm going up here. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus. Next thing he came, he says, oh, I don't think I can do what I planned on doing. He said, were you praying? What were you doing? He said, that's witchcraft. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, you put a spell on me. You see, but I want you to see the difference of who you are in the natural, who you are in the spirit, and God wants you to use prayer as the vehicle. You understand what I mean? To loose the power that you have in the spiritual realm. He says, if you are raised in Christ, seek those things which are above. Colossians, back to Colossians. Amen. The question remains, what is above? What is, I'm trying to tell you what is above. You are above. Can you believe that? That you are above. And I'm telling you, sometimes when I, when I get, into the, get into the flesh, you know, like you stump your toe or somebody cuts you off 
you know, when you're driving, you know, you have a moment, you know. If, listen, if my spirit was not seated in Christ Jesus in the heavenly realm, I would feel nothing. Do you understand what I'm saying? But as soon as I do something that is against, you know, my spiritual nature, I feel it. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Do you know if you were born again, if you were not born again, you would feel nothing? How many of you ever done stuff before you got saved and you did stuff and you didn't feel nothing? Raise your hand if you didn't feel nothing. You know what I'm saying? I can take what I want. I can do what I want. I don't feel nothing. That's because your spirit was dead, but now it is alive. It is in touch and in tune with everything that your body is doing in the earth realm. Everything that you do in the earth realm, there's a reaction in heaven. There's a because your spirit is in heavenly places. Anybody lost? You don't know what I'm talking about. Are we good? Are we good? You are connected here just as you're connected down here. And God is saying, I want you to get more connected up here and less connected down here, and you will have more power. Revelation. I'm trying to get for a time of prayer. Revelation. He says, stop, stop looking at things that are going on. He says, I want you to see, set your heart on things above. I want you to set your mind on things above. Well, my question was, when I first read this text, you know what my question was? What's your name? Huh? Anthony? Anthony? My, my grand, like my grandson, Anthony? I have a grandson named Anthony, yeah. Um, Anthony, when I first read this scripture, I said, he said, set your heart on things above. And then it said, set your mind on things above and not on earthly things. And my question at that moment, I'll never forget, I asked, I said, God, what's above? What's up there? And that's when he began to reveal to me that we are seated with Christ in, in the heavenly realm. But I want you to look at Revelations 4 and 1 and 3. I want to take you on a journey. Let's go on a journey. Are you ready for a journey? Ready for a journey. Let's go on a journey. The Apostle John, who was on the Isle of Patmos, and I guess there wasn't much else to think about, he sets his heart and his mind on what is above. And do you know what happened when he began to pray and began to seek what was above? What is going on in the spirit realm? You know what it said? It says a voice came to him, Revelations 4, 1 and 3. And the voice says, come up here. Does anybody see that? Let's get that up. Revelation 4, 1 and 3. Come up here. Look at somebody and say, come up here. You know, when stuff, chaos is going on down here, God is saying, Anthony, come up here. I want to show you something. Come up here, Mike. I have something that I want to show you. And I will show you what must take place after this. When, God, when, 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 when John set his affection on things above, a door opened in heaven. And God says, come up here. And a lot of times, what's your name in the orange? Huh? Yolanda, a lot of times you, have you ever gone to God and said, God, what is going on? I don't understand what's happening. You know what he's saying to you? Come up here and I'll show you. Have you ever asked God for answers? You know what he's saying to you? Come up here. Come on, above. Come up here and I will show you. 
How many of you have seen things in prayer when you go in prayer and God shows you the things that you cannot see in the natural? That's why prayer is so important. Come up here. It says, and uh, 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 at, at once I was in the spirit. You can't get into the spirit realm in, from the natural. It has to be your spirit that takes you into the realm where you can see things, where you can understand things. It says, and once I was in the spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. So now he's left all the confusion and stuff and needs and desires and prayers and petition and the pain in the body and the depression in the mind. He's left all that, and he's standing before the throne. Now, this is what I want you to see. Going into some deep water. And when I was a baby, my mama said, in my, when I was a baby, which was a long, long time ago, um, they didn't have baby food, okay? So my mama would take a piece of chicken, and she would chew it up in her mouth, chew it up until it was soft, and then she would put it in my mouth. So I'm going to chew this up for you, okay? I'm going to chew this up for you, okay? All right. Um, it says, uh, let's go to Revelations 5 and 8. So now... John, he's looking to see what is above because the voice that had spoken from heaven says, I want to show you things. I want to tell you things. And I'll tell you, some of the things that God tells me is scary. I can't even repeat them because they sound crazy because they don't make any sense. But my, his thoughts are far above my thoughts. Amen? So it says, and when he took the scroll, I want you to go to Revelations 5 and 8. Hold on. Bear with me for one second. Because I want you to get this picture in your mind. First, he tells him in Revelations 4, he says, Come up here. And at once I was in the spirit and before the throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat on the throne had the appearance of Jasper and Car 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 Carnelian, a rainbow resembling an emerald encircling the throne. Now, this is when I get to surrounded by the thrones were 24 other thrones. Say 24 other thrones. This is important. And seated on them was 24 elders. Say 24 elders. And they were dressed in white, and they had crowns on their head. Now, it goes on to say, and I'm just going to paraphrase it, that there were also four creatures in heaven, which are the angels of God. And it says, and they cease not day and night, crying, holy, holy, holy. Holy, Ooh, I'm going somewhere in my spirit right now. Why, would, why did they cease not day and night crying, holy, holy, holy? This is the place of power and authority. And when you pray, God sends his angels out to help you. Before the angels can be sent out to help you, and I'm speaking by revelation right now, before the angels can be sent out to help you, they have to be empowered to help you. Yeah. And their power comes from worship. Yeah. So these angels, there's thousands of them, they're all around the throne. And they're crying, holy, holy, holy. Now, let me tell you something. If the angels are empowered by worship, holy, 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 what happens to you? When you worship, when you cry, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, you're worthy, you're worthy. Don't you feel the power coming in? You're worthy, you're worthy. I worship you, I praise you, holy, 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 holy. 
holy, holy, holy. And when you do that over and over again, it says the angels in heaven, they cease not day and night crying holy, holy, holy. And I believe that they're in a gas station, you know, and that the pump is going. And every time they cry holy, fuel is being put in them. Power is being put in there. Release is coming in there. Authority is coming in there. And they keep crying holy. How much power do you want? How much power do you want? How many holies in you? How many holies in you? How many worthies in you? How many glories in you? Because the more you put out there, it's like the gas pump filling you up, filling you up, empowering you. And a lot of you, your bodies are in pain. You need to cry, holy, 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 holy. That's where the power comes from. That's where the authority is. And it says that whenever the angels cried to those 24 elders, that they bowed down and they begin to worship him. What does that have to do with what I'm talking about? I'm trying to show you what is going on above. You're down here thinking that God has forgotten all about you, but things are busy in heaven. Things are going on in heaven. He's sending his angels. He's preparing them to come to your rescue to help you. And look what it says because these 24 elders, uh, uh, look what it says. Come on, let's go down with me to Revelations 5 and 8. Hallelujah. And it says this. It says, and when he took the scroll, the one who sits on the throne, it says, the four living beings, those are the angels around his throne, and the 24 elders, they fell down before the lamb. This is a separate event. They fell down before the lamb, and each one of them, I want you to hold your hand out in one hand. Each one of them had a harp in one hand, and in the other hand, they had a golden bowl that was filled with incense, which are the prayers of God's people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And it says that every time that the angels cried holy, that the 12, 24 elders, which represents the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 apostles, they're there together in heaven. It says every time that the angels began to cry holy, that they would take off their crowns, bow down with harp in one hand, bowls of incense in the other, which are the prayers of the saints. What does the harp represent? Worship. What is this bowls of incense? Your prayers. So you think, God, you've forgotten all about me. But every 20 minutes in heaven, the elders are falling down. Here we go again, God. Straighten out this household. And then they back up and cry some more. Holy, holy, holy. And they said, oh, you want John to get healed? Here we go again, God. Here's the prayer. Holy, holy, holy. God, move on their behalf. 20 minutes later, crying, holy, holy, holy. And you're down here in your flesh. Oh, God, what am I going to do? I need this job. Oh, what am I going to do with my finances? And the elders are going, holy, holy, holy. God, you know they need a job. Holy, holy, holy. You know where their son and daughter is. Holy, holy, holy. You see what's happening in this relationship. Holy, holy, holy. Heal their bodies. You want to know what's going on above you? What you can't see? You think that nothing is going on? You think that God is one more. One more and I'm done. I'm done. I promise I'm done. Chapter 8. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Chapter 8, book of Revelations. It says this in a verse, uh, I don't think I have it written. Another angel, chapter 8, verse uh, 3. Anyway, another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. That's where we go to pray, right? Came and stood at the altar. 
with uh, him and stood at the altar. With the uh, altar, he was given much incense to offer. He offered it with the prayers of all the saints. Say prayers of all the saints. I hope y'all with me. Are you with me on this one? Okay. Uh, On the golden altar before the throne. So I want you to see this angel. And he has a censer in his hand. Remember the bowls with the incense in it? It says, and he offered it with prayers of all the saints. Oh, you got that with me. You got that part, all right? On the golden altar before the throne. And the smoke of the incense together with the prayers of, the, of all the saints, went up before God from the angel's hand. So the angel comes into heaven, and he's got a censer. Now, what does this censer with the incense represent? Why is it mixed with the prayers of the saints? Well, in the Old Testament, they would bring these uh, 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 offering, animal sacrifices, sheep, goats, and whatever, the oxen, whatever had to be sacrificed. And they had a terrible stench to them. So they would have a sweet incense that they would burn on one altar, and the, the sacrifice would be on one altar, the incense would be the other. And so when the smoke from the, the offering went up, the incense would kill the terrible stench. You get what I'm saying? Your flesh is a stench to God. It's a stench to God. The incense is Jesus. And he comes in and says, God, I know they don't deserve it. I know we're not worthy. I know they're not perfect. But I, right now, I want to cover them. I want to make intercession. I, I want you to just see the sweetness of what I did on the cross, that I died for their sins. That incense is the body of Jesus Christ offered up with your prayers. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession from you. Now, listen. Come on. Somebody just give him glory. Somebody give him glory. Because the devil will try to tell you, you're not perfect. You don't have a right to come to God and ask him for anything. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. I say, therefore, come boldly. Hebrew says, come boldly to the, time of, to the throne of grace and find help in times of trouble. Isn't that what Hebrew says? He says, you don't have to worry about it because you got incense covering whatever happened, whatever wasn't quite right. Have you ever come to God in prayer angry? Then you're almost like, God, I'm just tired of this. I'm just ugly, like a little kid stomping your feet mad you know I know I'm wrong but God brother that incense is saying that's all right I got you I got you I see your heart I know you I got you I got you I got you one little thing that I want you to see and I'm done really done it says that the angel comes with the incense and he comes with the prayers of all the saints all the saints The first time I preached a message, I sent my grandmother uh, a copy. It was a VCR copy back then, you know, like the tape, you know. And she listened to the message, and she called me up. And she she calls me Teresa. I'm her Teresa, okay? Y'all call me Terry. I'm Teresa, okay? It says, Teresa, you remind me so much of your grandmother, Cordelia. And I said... Who's Cordelia? I never even heard of Cordelia. She says, oh, Cordelia was your mother's mother's father's mother's grandmother's mother's father's mother's mother. You know how they do, you know. I said, really? She said, yeah. She says, you, you preach just like her. I said, what do you mean you, I preach just like her? She said, oh, yeah, yeah. She used to preach all over the county. 
I said, what? I said, for real? Yeah, for real. She said, and your, your grandmother Cordelia, she said she had a, had a practice. Every day she would go to the door, and she would open the door, didn't care what the weather was, and she would say, Lord, bless my children. Bless my children's children. Bless my children's children's children to the seventh generation. Bless them, Lord. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that every generation of this family will proclaim Jesus as Lord to the glory of God, and they will do what is right in the sight of God. Lord, bless my children. Bless my children's children. Bless my children's children's children. All the generations of this family forever proclaim Jesus as Lord. I said, she said that? Revelation says that the prayers of all the saints, they remain in heaven. And you know what I did? I went in my backyard and I said, Lord, bless my children. Bless my children's children. Bless my children's children's children. May all the generations proclaim Jesus is Lord. Do what is right in the sight of the Lord. Because I know that when I'm gone, that the prayers of all the saints will remain in heaven. Still, the elders will still be falling down saying, Holy, holy, holy. Remember Cordelia's petition, Lord. Remember Teresa's petition, Lord. Remember Rosalind's petition. Remember Charles' petition. Remember all the generations. Are you ready to pray? Do you know what's above you? You understand what's above you. Do you understand that when you put your prayer in motion today, that it's going to be there forever, that it's going to be answered, and if it's not answered or if it's a long-term prayer, that God is going to hear it. The elders, the 24 elders, the angels are going to be interceding on your behalf. Jesus is going to be there making your prayer acceptable before God in the name of Jesus. I want you to know with him, he is the center of power. He's the center of authority. And with him, nothing's too hard, nothing's too difficult, nothing's too possible. You, let me tell you what your power lies in. Your power lies in what you believe. And I'm telling you, I'm just so happy today that I have a chance to speak this word because this word is not for you. This word is for me. He's just come against my household, coming, my husband hobbling around, you know, and I'm like, no, devil, you a liar. He is healed in Jesus' name. So, you know, take away, take away my witness, take away my testimony. I don't think so, devil. Not today. Not today because I know where the power is and I know how to tap in. I have a spirit that's seated in Christ in heavenly places and God hears me. No devil, no devil, no devil. You're not going to take my family. So here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do as we worship him, as we cry holy, as we cry holy. Here's what I want you to do. The first area of prayer, we're praying, Lord, save. And I want you to take out a pencil or a pen for you to get it in your mind of who you're asking God to save this morning. There may be a friend. It may be a loved one. And let me just say this. I cannot pray for the people that you love like you can pray for the people that you love. So what I want you to do, we're going to fill this sanctuary. We're going to fill this sanctuary with the names of people that we are praying for this morning. 
including yourself, including yourself. The first area we're going to pray for, we're going to Lord save. The next area we're going to pray for is Lord heal. And you're going to write down all the names of people that need healing. It could be you and whoever. The next area, Lord deliver. And then the final area, we're going to be praying for strength, power, and anointing for ourselves and for our loved ones. So I want you to begin to put down those names. You can line up over here. And this is going to, the first phase of our prayer is just going to be that God would save. So many of our loved ones are bound by all kinds of wicked behavior, perversion, addiction, just lost, can't seem to get themselves together and get their life together, just immature, dependent, just restless, troublesome, whatnot. But you know what? If we just pray for their salvation, Mike, I want you to come up here and pray for us.